Welcome to CMYK TV Podcast. I am Anthony Bachman, and today we got a, we've got a short crew. It's just a two-man operation. Joining me tonight is uh, El Hakez himself. I'm over here. Yes, Josh is over there on my screen, and I am over here on his screen. And it's just the two of us, so short and sweet, two-man crew. CMYK, yeah. episode 15, I think this is? Yeah. So we're back keeping things going. How was your week, Josh? Uh, it was well, it was okay, and then it got stressful, but that's how things go sometimes. Very true. We're so, looking forward to the final convention uh, of the year here in Denver for next week. What's the What's the last one for Denver? It's called Rocky Mountain Con. So, how many cons are there in Denver that are like comic book media stuff, not just like weed? <laughs> uh, there is an uh, excess. I would say ten. Plus, God damn, I really should move back. And, it, and it's it's an array <laughs> of of comic books to steampunk to anime. Wow, because yeah, and, we have um, Fandomonium here in Boise, right? And I mean, nothing against them because it is a very small thing, but literally one of the worst Ren conventions. And I say conventions in quotes I've ever seen. It was held at the the downtown ho- downtown hotel. Uh, this year, which is you know a pretty good sized hotel in Boise, and literally I was able to walk in through the front door, go to the elevators, go up to the third floor where I was told our room would be for Pacifist, and made it to the gaming room without seeing one sign or one staff member that said anything about there being a comic book convention going on. Oh wow! Yeah, no signage in the front lobby, no signage outside of any of the entrance doors. You literally had to go in through the lobby, go down the side of the check-in desk and where all that stuff is, go out into the arena where they have, like, sporting events and, like, the semi-pro basketball team plays and stuff. And on, like, the the big side uh, cement walkway around the arena is where the check-in desk was and all the signage. But if you didn't walk in that area, you didn't see it. That's crazy. That's how big Boise is for conventions. Well, the see the problem with you moving back to Denver is that you just bought a house. Yeah, well, kind of sucks. You know, so <laughs> I mean, unless you can find somebody that you know just wants to, uh, you know, buy you out of your mortgage and all that sort of stuff, I think, I think maybe a visit here and there is probably going to have to suffice for a while. Yeah, because yeah, I just signed this thirty-year mortgage again, so, and I'm planning on keeping this one a little longer than the last one. Yeah, well, you know life kicks you in the ball sometimes pretty much pretty much <laughs> yeah now now as i was put this morning on uh, on a hgn i was asked if i was broadcasting from a from a, um uh, a GameStop. because <laughs> is, is the is the funko a big thing in the uh, GameStop? uh yeah funko uh they do exclusives to GameStop. GameStop's one of the stores that has exclusive funko pops so there are certain ones on the shelves behind me that are from GameStop that are very specific to, uh, they were only sold there. Like, where's where's that one? I don't see it. I have the, uh, they did um, the False God San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, went to GameStop this year, which was the little, it was the Superman pop where he's flying, Mm -hmm. but they did it all in silver to make it look like the statue. Gotcha. But then it actually has the letters "False God" done across it in spray paint, like the movie. Awesome. Yeah, so yeah, that one was exclusive to GameStop. They uh, had that statue at San Diego this year. Nice. And on day one, it was clean. People were taking pictures next to it. I think 
sometime by the end of the convention, it had been sprayed false god across the chest. Oh, nice. Like they set it up so people could get like the cool Superman shot mm-hmm. and then midway through the convention changed it. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Whether it was vandaled or it was on purpose, either way, it was pretty cool. Uh, Vincent San Diego, I'm assuming that it was done on purpose. I, I can't imagine anybody would have the balls to try to fuck with the Warner Brothers property right. in Mecca <laughs> right. <laughs> during, during Comic Con. Like that's the type of shit that that's the type of shit that you stabbed in the eye with a pen. From what I heard about the the Avengers panel that one year, uh, probably so. Yeah. There's there's definitely some diehards. <laughs> definitely some diehards. All right, let's see. So this week uh, we don't have our update for The Walking Dead because uh, Jason's not here. Uh, Francis got stuck doing something else, so we're only going to be able to talk about the shows that me and Josh talk, uh, were able to watch. So I did get all caught up on Gotham, uh, which I think you're still not watching. Uh, I it, it's it's one of those shows that I only watch when I have run out yeah, of other things to watch. It's, it's at the bottom of your list. I just uh, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm caught up on everything, and I wanted to mention Gotham specifically because they've uh, they've kind of pushed something which I really didn't see coming, and it's really cool. But now um, Mayor Cobblepot has a crush on his uh, right hand man, the Riddler. Okay. Yeah, so they're going to introduce the fact that uh, the Penguin is either gay or bi and literally like wants to date Edward Nigma. And so it's going to be really strange to see what that does to the show. Cause that's a very, very different way to take it. Totally. Totally. I mean, yeah. it, I, I just, I wish the show just for me was more about Bruce growing up. Yeah. The it's that still, in, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I think I think when they said they were going to do the show Gotham, I think what people really wanted was the young adventure, the adventures of young Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. They wanted your parents are dead, you have all this money, you're not going to go to school, so you're going to begin your training. Where are you going to go? They want that. They want that story that kind of we got in Batman Begins, where you know he goes and trains with a magician, and he goes and trains with a chemist, and then he goes and trains with a, an actual detective. Like, we want to see that training stuff all leading up to him putting on the, the cape and the cow. See, I went with uh, Smallville. Yeah. I thought that was the route. Not necessarily Smallville's exact route, but... Yeah, not in, high school drama, specifically. Not high school drama, but just, yeah, the young adventures of Bruce. And, yeah, and Sure, you can have some commissioner, you know, lieutenant, whoever, Captain Gordon stuff, but they're, they're past you know, don't can't meet or whatever, or they meet once or, you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm not yeah. that steeped in Batman history. <laughs> and yeah, in this show, it's all about Gordon. And yeah, and th- this week it was good though. It was uh, more of him fighting with a uh, Jarvis Tetch, the Mad Hatter. The Mad Hatter kept putting him in positions where two people would die unless Gordon chose to save one of them. And so he was having to choose which people would die. And Tetch just kept making him do it over and over again. Cause he was fucking with him. Which it made it made for a pretty interesting episode. So yeah, that was that was a good one. Inter- uh, Gotham has been fun this year, and then yeah, I, I do like that it's psychological. I do like yeah. that part, but I just like I said, more, yeah, more yeah. action. Yeah, it's and but yeah, the yeah Bruce has nothing to do with the action. I think that's why a lot of people don't really like the show as much as they thought they would. Sure. But yeah, so Gotham's been fun. Uh, Lucifer was good. Uh, Agents of Shield was another good one this week. We got to see more uh, Ghost Rider action. That was fun stuff. We got to just start watching whatever season they're on. You could. I mean, honestly, if I mean, I can tell you that because you, did you watch any of part one? Or season I watched one? I watched 
I believe all of season one, at least okay. most of it. So you saw Sky joining Shield, yes. basically. Yes. Okay, so all I have to do is tell you this: uh, Grant, who was on the team, was Hydra. He eventually turns on them. Okay. Sky isn't Sky. She's actually Daisy Johnson, who, who is, is an Inhuman who is Quake. Okay. But she doesn't know this because she was adopted. She finds out later her parents were Inhumans. She gets hit with Terragenesis when she comes out of it. She has the ability to basically create vibrations and earthquake stuff, kind of like Richter from the old X-Men comics and cartoons. Okay. So she becomes Quake and then ends up being converted by Grant after he becomes the god that started Hydra. Uh, it's basically uh, like, um, I'm trying to think, uh, like the you know the sandworms in Dune are actually made up of tiny fish? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's millions of small organisms making the big one. Yeah. That's what this creature was. They find this lost planet that Hydra has been sending people to for years to try to bring back this creature. And it's an ancient inhuman that's basically like a virus that's all these millions of tiny parasitic viruses that are living as an organism that make up this Hydra kind of actual like snake-headed creature. But it can shapeshift and turn into whatever. So it comes back looking like Grant Ward. So the guy that turned on them comes back to fight them again, which you know is nice for the actor because even after they kill him, he gets to keep <laughs> staying on the show. Right, right. And so he ends up having a thing where he can basically put chemicals into any inhuman that, like, it's basically like he's feeding them crack. They become addicted to being near him, and they automatically do what he says. So it's like kind of like a pheromone treatment almost is his superpower. Where okay. he can just take over, kind of like the Purple Man's mind control, but it's not only him controlling them, they literally go through a withdrawal if they're away from him. Because what his chemical reaction is doing to their brains is literally giving them like dumps of endorphins. So they feel like they're high all the time. It makes them feel great. And so he turns Daisy and basically makes her a bad guy. She ends up hating herself so bad that at the end of the third season... I don't know. I think they're in the fourth season now. So at the end of last season, she leaves the team and goes and becomes a rogue agent. And Quake is going around basically fighting for Inhumans on her own and has left S.H.I.E.L.D. That's all you need to start the new season. And the new season, they're only like four episodes in. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Then I could, I could jump on some Ghost Rider action since you guys keep talking about it. Yeah. And it, it must be pretty decent if you guys you know are that hyped about it. So. Oh, it is. And the actor who plays him, that as he's playing the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider, is coldly nailing the character the special effects were awesome because he's literally they literally let his head catch on fire and have the face melt off and then the skull is underneath and it's the a different looking skull because the, the the robbie reyes ghost rider is a different demon than the old johnny blades ghost rider so it, they made sure it actually does look different and okay. then yeah he's got the sweet ass car not a motorcycle okay okay yeah and, i'll uh, have to check it out i'll have to check it out yeah, it's good stuff. And then, yeah, the the big thing for this week is they went after – there's another – There's they're dealing basically with ghosts. These people who died in a scientific experiment found a way to come back, and they can affect people and basically drive them insane, but nobody can hurt them or touch them. And so they've been trying to figure out how to fight them. And, of course, they realize that Robbie can literally grab these motherfuckers, set them on fire, and kill them. 
Yeah, great way to introduce a character that has yeah. uh, uh, supernatural powers because you need yeah, them. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nobody else par- paranormal powers, but that yeah, I don't think that's paranormal, a preternatural, supernatural, okay, everyone. Right. Right. Okay, good. I don't say yeah, because yeah, nobody else on Shield, nobody else on the team can even affect these creatures at all, and he can not only affect them, he can kill them, and so yeah, they really need him. So yeah, the, you get the the this new this episode this week was you've got Shield having to work with Quake again and Ghost Rider, and basically all of them had to go into a prison to try to rescue a guy before the ghost got to him to kill him. So it was cool to see her kind of forced back on the team, even though she doesn't want to be on the team anymore. Sure. So yeah, it's good stuff. And yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you if you want to catch up, catching up on the last four episodes, I don't think you have any problem. And it, it'll, it's, it's a fun, fun-ass show. And I think at this point you can still grab them all on Hulu. I think you can do the start of this season forward. So Okay, yeah. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's good stuff. And then, uh, let's see, so yeah, we've got nothing on The Walking Dead. iZombie hasn't started yet. Um, Maybe we, so, yeah. we both saw, wait, that, that was last season, or last episode was the, the Glenn thing, right? Yeah, so yeah, okay. last Sunday was, yeah, huge spoilers. Glenn and Abraham got beat to death with baseball bats. So yeah, so this week would be the first follow-up episode, whatever uh, Jay probably watched tonight. So yeah, gotcha, it, was, gotcha. it was nice on a Tuesday or Tuesday or Wednesday last week, AMC sent out an email to uh, people whose email address they have, and they did send out a link to people to watch it. So I did get to watch all of last week's episode, the season premiere of Seven. So even though I'm only halfway done with season six on Netflix, I went ahead and watched it because, well, I'm reading the comics. I know what happens anyways, and I'd already heard so much. But, yeah, it was a really well-done episode, Uh, possibly the best special effects episode Greg Nicotero and his crew have ever done. And... Literally heartbreaking. Like, I actually cried. Mm. I'm a stone-cold sociopath. I don't cry at anything. And I fucking rolled a tear by the time you see Glenn get killed, after you've watched Abraham get killed, and then Negan keeps torturing Rick, and basically he gets to the point where he actually makes him... I think Jay talked about last week. He holds Carl down on the ground and tells Rick he has to chop Carl's arm off or they're going to murder everybody in Rick's crew. And, like, you see Rick, like, break. And it was so fucking well done. Andrew Lincoln acted his ass off. Well, the comedian, you know, is a hell of a guy. He is. And, yeah. You, and you honestly, do not piss off the comedian. That was the best part is Jeffrey Dean Morgan is even more charming as Negan than Negan is in the comics. Because Negan is charismatic, but he's, like, Ted Bundy charismatic. Like, you still can sense that he's fucking dangerous. Right. No matter how charming he comes across. But you can also, you can feel that he is a charming, charismatic guy. This is a leader of people. Like, this is a guy who was born to lead. And, you know, he kind of the same thing that Rick has. Rick is a born leader. Whether he wants it or not, that's the type of person he is. And so, yeah, Negan's the same way, but in a much more brutal fashion. Like, he has, he, not only does he not mind the brutality, I think he kind of enjoys it a little too much. But yeah, it was. Yeah, I mean, in the clips that I saw, he he was enjoying himself. Yeah, and it it was uh, it was so good. But yeah, other than that, that leaves us with the CW stuff. So, which uh, CW shows are you caught up on? I, I saw all. Well, I saw Arrow, Flash, and Supergirl. Okay. I I keep forgetting that Legends <laughs> is a thing. Thursday nights. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it, it, by the time the weekend hits, you know, there's the work and. Other things I watch, and then I just get lost, and then it's Sunday, and I'm like, oh, shit. I still haven't <laughs> yeah. watched Legends. 
And trying to get caught up on all of them is a little tough. And Legends was fun this week because, yeah, they went back to uh, – they, they got the time ship going. They're flying away from the JSA. And um, big hubbub happens with the ship. One of the bay doors gets blown open, and the kid gets turned into steel. He gets knocked out of the ship, and Roy fucking jumps out into the time stream to try to save him. And so basically they both just go falling through time. And because uh, the, the kid got the super serial syndrome uh, last week, well, it turned him into steel. Basically, he can turn his skin into liquid metal. Hmm. And so they were trying to test his abilities and figure out how to use them because he didn't know how to turn it on or off. It was just happening randomly. And so then, and in the comics, that's who that character is, is he's the third generation superhero whose grandfather was Sergeant, Sergeant Steel or whatever. And then he became Steel on another version of the JSA. Okay. Yeah, so he goes falling out of the sky and lands in, like, feudal Japan in, like, the 1600s or something. And luckily, Ray lands in the same time, which seems a little weird. They were both kind of falling through the time stream. It's like, it'd be fucked up. You know, they ended up in, you know, totally different centuries. But they end up not only in the same place, but on the same island in Japan. And then mm-hmm. uh, a Shogun shows up, smacks Ray, and takes his suit, and then figures out how to use it. So the legends show up, track him down, trying to help him, and realize, you know, they're dealing with, uh, what's known to be his one of histor- history's most evil shoguns, and now he has a suit of 20th century tech that shoots <laughs> fucking lasers. Yeah, so it's it's the legends, yeah, versus Ray's suit basically. Oh, yeah, it was, a, it was a fun episode because yeah, you get um, uh, what was it? It was all about uh Mick. He's like he's always looking around in the trees, and they're like, "What are you looking for?" He's all ninjas. I fucking hate <laughs> oh, ninjas. <laughs> I got it. I okay. I have to watch it. Yeah, it's it's good just for that. And then yeah, uh, Vixen's on it. Because Vixen stowed away on the ship after uh, Who's Vixen, uh, the chick with the the animal powers. Okay, if, if you saw yeah. last week, she yeah, was in oh, the yeah, okay. yeah, she was in the she first was, in the first season as well. Yeah, and yeah. if you remember from last episode, after the commercial, one of the guys went. Somebody, a time bandit, somebody in time went and killed one of the members of the JSA, and she found him, and that was how the show ended last week. And so this week it starts with her sneaking on board the ship and attacking everybody because she assumes that Mick did it because Mick's a killer, which is true. He is. Sure. He didn't kill that guy. Because, yeah, the only – I think uh, – I want to say it was Rip Hunter, but I don't think it was Rip Hunter. Um, but, yeah, the only thing he was able to tell her was Time Traveler before he died. And so Vixen assumes it's one of the legends and goes to fucking take them all out. Gotcha. And then, of course, you know, superhero fight, and then she joins the team for the episode. Well, I mean, that's how it goes, right? Exactly. That should be the way it goes. Superheroes fight, and then they team up. That's that's yeah, just yeah. standard. Yeah, yeah so millions of copies, and everybody's happy. Exactly. But yeah, <laughs> it was it was a fun episode. And then, yeah, yeah, I, I made it more fun. Um, I started doing, because I've been getting up in the morning and doing yoga, but I haven't been doing any weightlifting. I've been trying to think of something I could do where I'd be on a set schedule, make sure I'm doing it, and then, you know, at least kind of try to make it fun. So starting mm-hmm. Tuesday... I came up with a new superhero workout. So now during every commercial break, during every superhero show that I watch live, so there's actually commercials, I do a one specific workout. So Tuesday night while I was watching Flash, every time I went to commercial, I did 20 mountain climbers. And then an hour later, when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. came on, every time I went to commercial, I did five push-ups. And then while I was watching Arrow, every time I went to commercial, I did shoulder raises, I think. And then Legends of Tomorrow, I did uh, Hamburg Curls. And I, I didn't think of this until Tuesday, so I missed Supergirl. But on tomorrow for Supergirl, 
which actually, yeah, that'll be Halloween. I'll be handing out candy. I might miss Supergirl. But if, I, if I'm able to watch it, during Supergirl, I'll be doing, um, I think, shoulder presses. But, yeah, so I have a little calendar on my wall now, and for every superhero show, I have an exercise to go with it. So I can... Uh-huh. I can sit and watch it, but then every time the commercial comes on, I have to get up off my ass and go do an exercise. And I don't, I don't feel so lazy for spending at least five hours a week watching television. Sure, no, that, that's that's good motivation too. To, you know, just keep yourself active. Yeah, just doing something. It's like if I'm not going to be drawing, I'm be sitting there watching the show. I get up and do something, so I'm not sitting there for an hour straight. And especially Tuesdays, if I watch Flash and then go eat dinner and then watch uh, Agents of Shield, that's two hours during that night where I'm not doing anything. It's like, no, I'll add, add, add in some workouts. So, yeah, that, that was fun. I started that this week. I did Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night and worked out for all of them. So it made it, it, made it interesting. Nice, nice. By the, by the end of Legends, my arms were kind of sore. I might have aimed a little high on how many uh, hammer curls I could do in an hour. Because, yeah, that, that show had a lot of fucking commercials that week, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Weird how that happens. Yeah, yeah. You don't notice unless you're, you know, if you're doing an exercise per commercial, then you're like, sure. fuck, there's a lot of commercials. There, how many commercials? How long is this show, actually? <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. And then, uh, yeah, so this week, uh, let's see, Supergirl, we had, what was the, was it Daxamite? Uh, that and uh, not the greatest special effects ever. No, they, uh, they, it wasn't the best fire, episode But for the it. fire, like, wasn't really attached to her. Yeah, the, that's them, I think that's them trying to do the the Superman power where it's an aura that protects them. Not so much that like their skin is bulletproof, but the idea that the, that uh, depending on which Superman story you're reading and some of them, his costume can get destroyed because it's his body that's bulletproof and other origin stories, versions of his powers, the Kryptonians on earth basically have an aura around them. That's impenetrable. And so Mm. that's why their suits don't get destroyed. That's why Superman's cape doesn't have holes in it. Right. And so I think they were trying to do that and show that, like, the fire was basically going across her aura and not affecting her, though she was still on fire. Right, right. Well, she looked like she, you know, not that it hurt her by any means, but definitely that she wanted to put it out. Yeah, and it just, yeah, it did did look a little weird. But also, I mean, I think this is also one of the most special effects heavy episodes because we got the introduction of more aliens in the alien bar. Mm Mm-hmm. We got um, John Jones changing into Martian Manhunter. We got the Daxamite running around, who is uh, Monel. He did give his name, so he is, I believe, the version of Superboy from the Legion. I believe is Monel. I may not be correct. I'm not positive on all things DC, but I believe Monel is is the the version of Superboy that's in the league where he has all of Superman's powers, but he can only access one at a time. So it's definitely, definitely a child of the House of L. Yeah, which is funny because they're saying he's a Daxamite and he's from another planet, but he has the same fucking last name. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make a lot of sense. It's like, so you're not Kryptonian. You lived on a different planet in the same galaxy, but right. you all have the same last name? Like, you're a all... Cu- like a, yeah, another cousin. Some type an of e- weird cousins. An evil cousin with a goatee. Well, you know, as long as, as long as the cat, dog, and horse don't show up, I'm fine with them adding more Kryptonians. Just as long as they don't go into the animals. Because at one point, I think there was four animals that had, super, had Kryptonian superpowers in the comics back in you know, the 60s on action comics. Well, but, you know, They were all on drugs. Right, well, <laughs> the 60s, even in the cartoons. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, they had what? Yeah, Speedy Dino the Butt. Super, yeah, Speedy the Super Cat, Crypto the Super Dog. Oh, yeah. Uh, I can't remember what the horse's name was. There was a Kryptonian horse that had Superman's powers. Was it a cape? 
I, I don't remember if the horse had a cape or not. I'm assuming he did. And I think there was a monkey, too. Like, oh and DC is all about the monkeys. Like, you know, Bleepo sure. and fucking Gorilla Grodd and sure. uh, the the Ultra Humanite. Like, DC, for some odd reason, they're all about the goddamn monkeys. Uh, uh, Mala and the Brain. Like, I don't know if there's any monkey supervillains in Marvel, but DC had all of them. Like, there's like nine supervillains in DC that are fucking monkeys That's or funny. great apes. Like it's, I don't know how they got stuck on that as a villain trope in that universe, but there's a goddamn lot of them. But yeah, it was it was a good episode. Other than yeah, the, the special effects got a little stretched because we got the what was the heat wave chick? I can't remember her name. Trying to take out a uh, President Wonder Woman, which was really cool. Yes, I I kept looking at her and I was like, is that Linda Carter? Oh yeah. Oh, you didn't see? Yeah, they had a. Uh, it was on Twitter. Like there's photos of her standing next to Supergirl from like I think two months ago. When they were filming this episode. Mm. And everybody's like, oh yeah, Linda Carter is coming to Supergirl and she's going to play the president. And then of course, the best part as she's getting ready to leave, when she tells them something about, like some Supergirl says something about wanting to ride on Air Force One, and mm. she's like, you should see my other jet. It's like, oh yeah, there it is. A little, yeah, little, I, little I, throwback to Wonder Woman. Yeah, I caught that and I was like, oh, that was that was nice. It was cute. But yeah, so it was cool because yeah, they, they introduced more, uh, a lot more aliens uh, and then, of course, you have the, the big wrap-up at the end of the episode is John Jones goes to the alien-friendly bar, switches to uh, full-blown Martian Manhunter mode, and walks up to the bar to order a drink. And, of course, the girl behind the bar flips out. Mm-hmm. And we don't know why, because it's a bar filled with aliens. And she says, oh, no, so-and-so could take care of you. My shift's ending. And she goes, like, running out the back door. And, you know, John... I don't, you know, he is telepathic. The, the, the detective. But, yeah, the detective, but I don't think he was really scanning her brain. He was just weirded right, out right. by her. Just goes running after her to say, hey, what the fuck's going on? Right. And stops her in the alleyway. She turns around and says, and he's like, do I know you? She's like, no, but I know you. You're John Jones, the last son of Mars. And she fucking shapeshifts, says, I'm McGann, the last daughter of Mars. And then I did like the fact that she showed him, she showed herself to him as a green Martian, mm-hmm. which, if you know the, the Titans cartoons and the Titans comics, Megan is not a green Martian; she is a white Martian. But the the racial thing on the planet Mars, where she would want to hide that, is that the white Martians are the ones who killed all the green Martians, other than John Jones, and so she doesn't want him to know that she's a white Martian. Mm. Which, you know, on the show, I don't know if she actually, if they're going to do that where she is a white Martian pretending to be a green Martian. Because that's what they did on the new Titans cartoon, which was fantastic. Because you don't find out until later that she actually is a giant, you know, the white Martians are much bigger and much more fierce. But they have the same power set, so they're shapeshifters, so she can look like a green Martian as easily as she can look like a human. Sure, sure. Yeah, so now we've got two characters with more superpowers than Superman on Supergirl's show, and they're both shape-shifting Martians. Like, there's a lot of shit they can do with that now is with the writers. Oh, totally. So, I mean, they, they start building... I mean, between introducing Megan and Monel in one episode, like, they got the start of the Teen Titans. Like, they can they can get a Team Dream Team together right now. They're good to go. They need a cyborg. <laughs> Who would be a... Well, they'd bring in a cyborg, I guess. Yeah, you know, you can always take, you know, any athlete and blow them up. <laughs> Which, sure, you know, sure. Sadly, you know, Cyborg's origin. A poor kid who was, yeah, a gifted athlete and gets, you know, what, 70% of his body blown up, blown up. And so, you know, gets replaced with cybernetics by his creepy dad. 
But yeah, the 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 ones from the Justice League, it, it looks weird. All the stuff that they've shown so far, I really hope that there's some more some more uh, CGI passes going on because there's just something that just looks really wrong about how shiny that character looks. Because mm. the actor they got playing um, Vic looks cool, but like when you see him with like the half face, it just it looks really shiny. Looks like, like a little, little little too shiny for for dark. A little too lighting that you know it's going to be in, or well, no, a little too shiny for reality. Like it doesn't look like it's tech that's on his head. It looks like it looks like CGI on another layer. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so and I'm assuming you know some all those passes for the stuff we've seen in Just League so far is still very early. So I mean, there's going to be more you know passes, and you know hopefully a much a much cleaner resolution before we actually see Vic Stone in full on cyborg mode in the show. But yeah. It, it, it's, it's definitely one that could add to the CW universe. You know, they're, they're keeping them separate, so you can have a different actor, different version of them. True. They, they can keep going with that. And then, uh, yeah, we also had uh, Arrow and Flash. Uh, Arrow had some beatdowns this week. There was back to the, the level of physical ass-whooping, and we got to see how Ollie finally uh, finished becoming Bratva by uh, going into a... Uh, uh, going into a Russian prison and doing his uh his uh th- was it his third test for the Bratva? I believe so. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, by the time he co- gets that done and comes out, is a you are now Bratva. And, and just kill the dude, just mm-hmm. snap his neck right in the middle of the, of the of the of the holding cell. It wasn't even like a. Yeah, they weren't even in prison yet. It was literally yeah, they were was... awaiting like to see a judge. And yeah, and ended up killing a guy. But of course, as all I said, only because he asked him to. <laughs> mm. So he does have that to hang his hat on. He only murdered the guy because, well, if it's you or your family, if you want me to kill you, I'll go ahead and do that for you. And the guy's like, yeah, okay, go ahead and kill me. <laughs> Just yeah. get it over with. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like they give him much of a choice. I mean, it right, was you know, right. a pretty shitty choice. But yeah, so yeah, we got to see how Ali uh, became Barapa. We got to see uh, more trouble with the upstarts. As uh, Ollie goes to break uh, John Diggle out of the military prison mm. for the crime that he didn't commit, which uh, Diggle's letting himself be in prison for killing his brother, and he feels guilty about it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, we got to see uh, the the three new kids, uh, Artemis, uh, Mr. Terrific, and Wild Dog, all stop Ollie on the road to the military prison and tell him, we're not going to let you break John Diggle out of jail. Yes, that, I like that. That part was when and Ollie tell him, "Oh, you're not gonna let me," yeah. and then beating the shit out of his own whole team for real this time. Yes, which and I love the fact that uh, what was I think it was Artemis was the one that when they got back to the base, they're like, "I thought he was mean when he was training us. Don't let's not ever pick an actual fight with him again. He kicked the shit out of us." Yeah, yeah, and it was it was like what seventeen seconds, and all three of them were on the ground, and he was back on his bike going down the road, sure. like. He just took them out quick as shit. No problem. Yeah, it just goes to show how much more training they still need. Exactly. Yeah, lots and lots of it. And I, I think Stephen Abel mentioned that that was a scene that he got his nose broke on. Like one of them actually hit it. I think mm-hmm. in one of the one of the interchanges of the fights. So yeah, there, there, you know, there are actors getting smacked around a little bit of that show apparently. Well, I'm, yeah, sure. That, I'm sure. That, that was fun. So yeah, we got to see uh, Diggle get out of jail. We got to see a uh, Ragman and a uh, Overwatch. How do you think that's, how do you think that's working? Uh, which part? The Ragman character. Um, I mean, is it okay for? Let's back up a step. Is Ragman a Batman character? 
Yes, he is. He's okay. another Batman character. Okay, just so, just trying to clear things up. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember. I think, I think Ragman was. I think he was one of the ones that went back and forth between being a Batman villain and kind of a vigilante. I think it was kind of like the Catwoman thing, where she's not a mm-hmm. good guy. Right, I think, right. I, if I remember correctly, the the stories I've read of Ragman, he was never like a full on good guy. And, okay. But, I mean, it, it is a cool version of the character because we have a character who's there based on the guilt of something that Arrow's team did. It's like he right. only exists as that character because they dropped a nuclear weapon on his hometown. Right. And right. so, right. you know, it, it's a very cool interpretation of his origin. Uh, and, they, yeah, I mean, I've only, I only remember reading maybe one or two stories that had Ragman in it. Like, he wasn't a huge character that I remember reading a lot okay. of. But I do remember when I read about him, it was in Batman comics. So, so I, what do you think is going to – oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know for certain that he was never in uh, Arrow, because he definitely could have been one of Green Arrow's allies as well, but I just I don't remember ever reading any of those stories. What do you think is going to happen when Diggle returns to the team? Are we going to get... You know, I, I mean, I already know we're going to get Speedy back, but I mean, the 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 dynamic with the new and old team, do you think there's going to be a bunch of like uh, head button there at the first, first little the- bit before they all meld together? Maybe a little bit, but I think what we're going to get is like the version of the Titans that they always do in the comics now, where you have the old class, the upperclassmen, and the new kids. So you have like, you know, Cyborg, Beast Boy, um, Firestar, or not Firestar, uh, Starfire. Hmm. You have, you know, the uh, Changeling. You know, you have, you have your senior members that are there to train the new kids. I think that's what you're going to get. So we'll have Arrow and Diggle are there to run the team physically. Overwatch is there to run the over everything. Mm-hmm. And then you have basically those two bringing, you know, bringing back Oliver's trust level and knowing that he's got somebody there who has his back no matter what and expanding that to the team so that between the two of them, they can train that team better. Because, I mean, we all saw, you know, Ollie did train Diggle as well. Because it wasn't that, you know, Diggle's ex special forces and a badass, but Ollie right. still had to train him to fight the way that they fight on the streets. And right. so during that first what was the second season, I think you really saw see like Oliver was beating the shit out of Diggle all the time in training in the Arrow Cave under the under the old club. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think I think we'll get that. <laughs> yeah, the Arrow Cave. Yeah, I think it's going to be something where we'll get like it'll be like the junior classmen and the upperclassmen to where you got Diggle and Ollie basically being like the the solid unit training the other kids. And then I don't I don't know about Speedy. I don't know how soon we're going to see her coming back. Because I, I think they're, they're really playing up the idea that that character doesn't want to be a vigilante anymore. Right. Well, the, you know, they they keep referring to her as Speedy. More so now than ever. Um, and yeah, the but... Suit, it, and the suit's it, still in the, in, in the new Arrow Cave. Very true. But, I mean, even in the first season of the show, he called her that, and that was his nickname for his little sister before any of the Green Arrow stuff. That's true, but he didn't do it as much as they're picking it up in the last little bit. Yeah, they, they are. He does seem to be saying it a bit more often. I think mm-hmm. he's just, I think it's because he's giving her shit about how bad of a job she keeps doing as uh, his assistant for mayor. <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, what do they know about doing anything political? Exactly. And yeah, and this, like, the last two episodes have basically just been about her messing up in politics. So, yeah, I think he's just been flipping her shit. Uh, and then what happened to uh, uh, the other guy? What This other archer? Oh, the other evil archer. Yeah. 
Yeah, we just kind of dropped that storyline for a little oh, bit. Oh, I think he's still. I mean, I mean, we're, I think we're supposed to assume he's still somewhere in town. But yeah, there wasn't like an update of him attacking or killing anybody again at the end of the episode. Like, because mm-hmm. they did the last two, I where think he so, was, yeah. he was the last thing they showed. Yeah, and this one it was more about the fact that um, I want to say Cuddy from fucking The Wire, but uh, or Tyrese from The Walking Dead. I can't think of his name on Arrow yet. But dude, dude's been doing some church, serious, church, church, church. Uh, dude's got some serious fucking geek cred. Talk, you know, talking about acting on some big shows. He did The Wired and The Walking Dead, and now he's on Arrow, beating the shit out of people with fucking uh, brass knuckles, which I yeah. love the fact he just gets in a fight and just pulls him out of his suit. Let's go, bitches. Right. And I mean, yeah, and I, I love that actor. He's great, and he seems to be having a blast with his character. But yeah, it's just him beating the hell out of Wild Dog at the end of it. It's like, well, if there's anything left to you, I might send it back to your boss. It's like, oh, right. man. It's like, well, I might beat you to death. I might not. Ouch. I guess how my mood, you know, how it, yeah. where it takes me. Wild Dog is is, is not having a, a good day. And no, then, no, yeah, no. And, and it's still funny seeing him because I still remember the actor as a, a Phantom Freak from Hackers. Like, I, that's the last okay, thing I really okay. remember him in from the, you know, mid-90s. And, yeah, so it's really weird yeah. to see him as kind of a tough guy with scruff because I think when he did that movie, he was about 17. Right, right. <laughs> But he's supposed to be playing kind of a young guy, but he's probably older than Stephen Amell. He might be. He might be. But, I mean, <laughs> I am. I do. I do like him as Wild Dog. He's made that character really fun. Yeah. And yeah, it's just, you're running, you're running around being crazy in a motherfucking hockey mask. But yeah. So yeah, they, uh, we yeah we didn't get an update on the the Archer that I remember at all from this week. But yeah, I think we're supposed to assume he's still running around uh, Star City, fucking with people, and at some point they'll pick up that storyline. Probably when the stuff with Church is ending. It'll right. focus. It'll switch over and focus toward the archer because I don't know who exactly of those two, if one of them is really supposed to be the big bad or if it's going to be the switch mid season again, where everything will build up a church. They'll beat him, and then the second half of the season after the break might be all about the dark archer. Uh, I was going to ask you something that's fucking gone now. That's all right. <laughs> and so uh, yeah, we got one more show, and that was uh, the Flash this week. Where we got the uh, the audition of the Harrys, which was fucking hilarious. Uh, what the audition? Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, sorry. The, I, I was like, I, I, yes, that was hilarious. Yeah. We got all the all the Harrison Wells from the different dimensions. Yes. Which the steampunk one was ridiculous. He was fucking funny. They were all they were all pretty funny in their own ways, though. Very true. And For you sure. got to you got to know the actor. He had fun doing all those roles oh, and holy. getting all his outfits. That guy was acting his ass off. Yeah, and so the accents were really bad too. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But that yeah. was part of the fun, I think. Yeah, that was fun stuff. And then yeah, we got the introduction of Mirror Master, who uh, basically has another dark matter based mutant power and not uh, a mirror gun that shoots two-dimensional space or whatever the hell it was originally in the comics. But yeah, so it's like kind of hard TV. Yeah, true. But I mean, you know, they've explained some serious shit on that show that doesn't seem to make much sense, but they've seemed to make it work. So I I think they could, because I mean, they did explain, because doesn't Harrison Wells said on his planet, there was a mirror master who had a gun and, and uh, they were like, how the fuck did that work? He's like, he shot two-dimensional space at people basically. But yeah, like it, it seems like just a simple explanation. Do we know how it works? Fuck no. But hell, this—if we say this, it'll make sense. Right. But yeah, right. I like the idea that he, he just grab people and chuck them into mirrors mm-hmm. or any reflective surface. It, well, his, so, his his Harley like girlfriend had some yeah. crazy powers as well. Oh well, yeah, yeah. The the top 
Which, yeah, top, um, yes. I'm trying to remember, I think, at least back when I was reading Flash, Top was a male villain, but he had, I think he had like a human tornado type power where he actually spun. Hmm. And so I'm not... Done. What was that? They had already done that in like the first season, hadn't they? Oh, the they had the, the Weather Wizard. Oh, yeah, that's right, the Weather But I don't know if they've actually had somebody with the, the spinning power. But, yeah, this is this is more like the Vertigo power from uh, the the Mutates in uh, X-Men, where, yeah, mm-hmm. she looks at you and basically makes you experience extreme bouts of Vertigo. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, I was like, how, what, I don't know how that's a top. Twi- twisting the space dimension or something. It was, yeah. it was weird. It was really weird. Yeah, and the way they share it was really cool, too. I love mm-hmm. the fact that like, she tells the boyfriend, hold on to something. And then, yeah, you see, start seeing every surface of reality start bending in towards him. He's like, oh, fuck. And, yeah, like, he's it, literally just, he's not moving. He's holding onto a wall. And, like, he's almost falling over because the vertigo is just smacking the hell out of his equilibrium. So, yeah, the, the special effect on it was really, really cool. Yeah, I, just, really I, cool. I, I, I didn't really like the name, but, you know. Who cares? That that doesn't matter too much. It was yeah, so it was a, a minor character. Answer yeah, and it was another fun episode. And Jesse Quick dealt with her, which was cool. Yes, yes. We got and to see her suit was cool. Yes, yeah, I was expecting a little more yellow because it seemed like there was more yellow when they showed the preview of it, the uh, the previous episode oh, yeah, of it in yeah. the box. But like, yeah, it, it was, like the underarms seemed to be more yellow or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it, the, how she ripped her mask off was I was like, okay, it, how is that even applied? Yeah, the yeah, movie magic. <laughs> right, right. Just, whoop, sticks, whoop, pops right off. Right. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, to see uh, yeah, we gotta see Jesse Quick in more action in the suit, and then yeah, uh, f- failing on the first outing, making mistakes, and then yeah, learning from him, getting better as a speedster, realizing, yeah, Barry didn't do everything perfect from the get go. You're gonna fuck up. You gotta keep working on it. So, yeah, it, it was fun to see. Yeah, so they got the, the two speedsters running around, at least for the moment. Which, I mean, you know, they keep working on that show. At one point, it looked like we were going to have all six or seven of them. Because they still haven't introduced Max Mercury yet, though. That's the name I'm waiting for. Max Mercury. Yeah, we need Mac, Max Mercury and uh, we need uh, Bartholomew Allen. Impulse. Okay. The kid from the, like, 28th century or something. He's like uh, Barry's great, 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 great grandson. Okay. Who at some point comes back in time was a member of the the young Teen Titans, and then uh, eventually became uh, Kid Flash in the okay. comics. I remember the name Impulse from Smallville. Yeah, which um, and the kid uh, was named Barry Allen. Yeah, yeah. They took well, and I think it actually on one of his fake IDs it said Bartholomew. Perhaps so. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. so. I think so. Was, yeah, that kid, that character really was more Bart Allen than he was Barry. But yeah, there was the version of the Flash they did on Smallville. Well, it really was Bart. Like that—that that was a Bart-like character. Okay. Okay. But yeah, he was very impulsive and kept just like running off and doing stuff without ever thinking about it, which is the way impulse works as a character. Gotcha. I was not knowing that when I saw it, yeah. you know, first time around. I was like, just call him the Flash. I mean, that's <laughs> that's the Flash. <laughs> yeah. Well, he had the super speed. But yeah, yeah that, he's like, that let's was race. Done, you know, yeah, that was done good. But we're not, you know, that. I'm rewatching that. Smallville. Oh, you're rewatching Smallville. Nice. Yeah. Did but you start it already? I have. How far in are you? Uh, just started season two. Nice. So that's what. Because uh, the season one finale is the tornado at prom, right? Tornado at prom. Yeah, and I, I actually need to go back and rewatch it just because I was doing stuff while it was on. Ah, uh, only pseudo paying attention. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So I want to go back. I really want to go back and watch all 275 episodes. Like, for wow. Real, sit down and watch them. <laughs> that's but, that's that's an undertaking. Well, it is. You know, and they, when they were on TNT, you know, you had to you still deal with the commercials and all that. Hulu, you don't have to deal with it. it makes a quick 42 minute, you know, kind of jaunt. Nice. Yeah. So at some point, I think I still need to buy seasons nine and ten. I think I have the first eight on DVD. Mm. You have the first eight seasons on the box sets, but yeah, that that was a show. I, a show I enjoyed. It was it was a it was a good version of basically what has led to all the awesome superhero TV shows we have now. Oh, totally. Because yeah, Smallville made that transition because before that we had Birds of Prey, and Birds of Prey did I not do Birds very good after. Um, I believe it was first. Okay. Because and a lot what of the, was the what was the one that uh, came after then? Wasn't there like a was that Birds of Prey, or it was like a undercover Superboy, or something like that, or something's kind of like a Superman? Um, I don't know if there's another Superman one. Okay, maybe oh, I'm, I'm, I might be confusing things because that was years ago. But yeah, no, uh, Birds of Prey was the one with the Huntress, who was based on. It was the idea that she was. Um, they chose the character name Huntress, but it wasn't Huntress from the comics. This was Batman and Catwoman had a daughter who somehow had superpowers. And so that okay. character I, I they that called came, her Huntress. I thought that came after Smallville. I, see, I think I thought it came before. But I okay. could be wrong. Smallville might have either, started first. Either way, either way. Yeah, I know that show know that show did not do well. Yeah, yeah, it did a one one season, I think. I don't perhaps. Yeah. Because I own it. I own the season on DVD. Okay. Well then you know, yes. Like <laughs> but yeah, I think it was just I think they only got through the one season. But yeah, I mean Smallville they stuck with and yeah, they were able to do a lot of stuff with that that yeah, we we you know we now we're seeing the benefits of that in all the new superhero shows. Oh well, yeah, because I mean back then they were they introduced you know the Justice League. They introduced characters. Oh yeah, from they did the, the DC Legion universe. Yeah, they, yeah, did, the they did the Legion. They did. So, I mean, uh, it was kind of you know ahead of their time, kind of. Oh yeah, because yeah, and they did because none of the Marvel movies were out at that point. Yep, and yeah, Nothing. they just they did small intros too. It was we'll introduce one character here, one character there. And then, yeah, eventually they brought together kind of a Justice League where you got literally Aquaman and Flash and Cyborg all helping Clark, you know. And so they didn't call them just Justice League, but that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they did a what was it the two uh, two part episode with Jeff Johns wrote where it was the JSA where they brought in yes. Hawkman. Like that yeah. was some cool shit. That was cool, but the the Star Girl was was really awesome. Yeah, which and yeah. Small girl <laughs> and Stargirl just made her appearance on the JSA again in uh, Legends of Tomorrow. So yeah, that's, that's the character that they're sticking with, which I, I like the 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 Stargirl outfit and the staff. It's a really cool look. We got that big steampunk uh, steampunk looking staff, mm-hmm. but then uh, mm-hmm. you know a very Captain America looking outfit. Yeah, I, when I first saw it, I, watching that Jeff Johns episode when it originally ran, I was like, I, Captain America. I thought Captain America was Marvel, but whatever. <laughs> this girl's really pretty. She can be whatever she wants to be. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, yeah, it'll be cool. To, uh, yeah, see what they're going forward with uh, all of these shows because of all the awesome stuff on Smallville. So yeah, you have to keep us updated as you're going back and doing your uh, watch through. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll make a point to uh, at least write down the episodes I watched that week and uh, any big points that happen in, in Clark's in Clark's life. Nice. All right, uh, you got anything else for us this week, Josh? Um, no. All right. So tell the people where they can find you online. You can find me on the Twitters at 303 underscore Ninja. 
and all over the Points of Interest podcast, which you can find at poipodcast.com. Nice. And uh, I do my stuff for myself at, at Anthony Bachman on Twitter. Uh, if you want to talk comic book movie stuff, I am at CMYKTV on Twitter. And uh, that'll do it for this week. Uh, we'll go watch some more superhero shows, and we'll see you guys next time. Have a colorful week. Bye.